podcast. Uh, your hosts, I'm Adam. And I'm Bruno. Here we go. It is, as we're recording anyway, it is June 14th. Uh, by the time you hear this, it'll probably be at least the 15th. But here we go. We said bi-weekly, and so far, episode two, we are hitting bi-weekly. We're excited. We've got, I think, a pretty good show. If you listen to episode one, uh, we covered Cigar Myths, part one. And today, we're going to hit some more uh, Cigar Myths that are on that list. We've got a handful left to get through. Some of these are, I think, a little more interesting than others. And, you know, they're, they're valid myths that I've definitely heard before. And I've heard people, some of these anyway, uh, pass them off as, as solid facts. Yes. So that, I think, as long as, Bruno, as long as you're good with it, I think that's where we'll start today. Is we'll yep, dive I'm right okay with in. that. Perfect. We'll dive right back to cigar myths. All right. So, oh, real quick, I'm sorry. I did have one more thing uh, in my notes that I forgot to open that I wanted to uh, to hit real quick. I just wanted to say uh, this is episode two, and over the last week, or actually over the last two weeks since we recorded episode one, we've made a very concentrated effort to start expanding our presence. So the website, uh, thecigarmatchpodcast.com, is up with it. From the website, we've got all of the episodes. You can listen to them right on the website. If you don't want to go to your podcast platform of choice, the episodes are all on the website. We start. We are going to start putting up some more reviews. Uh, I did a review on the Ave Maria Dark Knight that I had last. I believe I had that last week. Put that review up. So just another place. If you want to see what's going on with us, thecigarmatchpodcast.com. Check it out. Uh, we'll be continuing to work on that. Also, last week, we started building out some social media. Uh, I know Bruno is not the biggest fan of social media. Uh, so That's because I'm old. Yeah, he, he doesn't quite get it. But uh, we, we, I, I don't mind it so much, at least parts of it anyway. Uh, so if you're on social media, we are on a couple of the, the platforms. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the Cigar ah, Excuse me, on Instagram at the Cigar Match Podcast. Um, we've got we've had a, a, a pretty nice a lot of I'm trying to think how to word this the reception so far has been pretty good um, had a lot of follows um, interacting with a number of people it's been really really cool so thank you everybody on Instagram that's followed us and if you're not following us yet uh, jump over to Instagram and at the Cigar Match Podcast check us out over there you must are, follow exactly we're also on Twitter um, I don't use Twitter as much I am very much I use Instagram a lot in my personal life it's my kind of my platform of choice uh, but I do know that Twitter, it, it, I've used Twitter in the past, and I understand how it works and why it works. So we are on Twitter. Uh, the Twitter handle is a little different. Uh, it is, I believe, at, it's at, uh, you know what, let me, before I say anything at all, let <laughs> me your find the straight, right, yeah, exactly, let me find the right handle here, uh, here uh, in my notes, just what just happened on my notes. Here we go. Where's my episode two notes? Here we go. On Twitter, it is at the cigar match. So no podcast on the end of that one, uh, because Twitter has a limit to the number of characters that you can use in a username. I didn't know that until this week. So at <laughs> at the cigar match on Twitter. I think I've only tweeted once so far. I'll try to get better at that. As long as you know, if you're out there following us, I'll try to I'll try to keep up and interact. But definitely Twitter, Instagram, and the website. We're out there. Uh, go find us, hit us up, and uh, give us a follow. And then you know, let us know what you what you guys think. And, and that my last point here before we get into the, to the uh, cigar myths thank you to everybody that has reached out over the last two weeks um, i've heard from a number of people 
that have reached out and given us some feedback. Uh, they said they've listened to the show. They give me their thoughts, which I love, positive or negative. Um, if we don't hear the bad, we can never fix it. So That's true. thank you. Thank you to everybody that has taken the time to listen to episode zero, episode one, um, and that have, has reached out. And if you haven't reached out and you have something you'd like to share with us, contact at the cigar the cigar match podcast.com that's the email address that you can you can fire off to uh and let us know what you think if you if you have an idea if something you think we, we should talk about a cigar we might like let us know uh we will definitely check things out and and let you know so yeah so thank you to everybody so far it's been super super cool when we started this i don't think bruno bruno and i had any real kind of uh, thought as to who would listen to this other than maybe us um, <laughs> and our this, wives? <laughs> exactly. Just because they have to at times. Um, so we, if for, for us, it was just, Hey, let's have some fun to talk cigars. If people listen, cool. And so, so far, you know, it's been pretty cool to see that, that people are out there. That you guys are checking us out. So thank you very much for that. Um, that's where I'll stop with my ramble. And yeah, I know you're saying, come on, stop, talk cigars. Let's go. Let's get <laughs> yes. on with it. We're cutting time here. All right. Let's jump right into cigar myths. And the one we're going to start with this week, Bruno. Cigars need to be relit frequently. Yes. That's a myth that... I don't know that I've actually heard this one before. I've not heard it as much. It's something that does not happen to me often because I am a very fast smoker. Hence, you know, I don't want to go too far off subject, but I think at one point we need to just talk to everybody about figuring out what size cigar is good for you, depending on how fast you smoke. Myself, I can't really go under a 48 ring gauge or I end up turning it bitter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had that conversation last week, actually. I had to ask yeah. you what your, what your preferred size was. Because for me, I'm a, I, I really enjoy Corona Gorda. And I know you can't do a Corona Gorda. No, sir. So, a lot of people... I mean, you are not supposed to sit there with your cigar in your fingers and puff and then take a breath and puff and then take a breath and puff and then take a breath and puff. You know, a lot of times I've heard, you know, give it 30 seconds a minute in between puffs. I've... I've let a cigar sit for four or five minutes before. <laughs> Believe that one or not. Yeah, that was one of the things that I learned kind of very early on. Someone told me that you don't need to constantly puff, puff, puff away on it because what essentially what's going to happen is the cigar is going to get hot. It's going to get really acrid, sour tasting. You're just going to you're not going to you're going to ruin the, the overall experience. Um, so that's something I've always tried to be very mindful of, almost to a fault, because when Bruno and I hang out, we smoke cigars together. He can smoke two to three cigars before I'm through one because I smoke uh, very slow. Yes, you do. <laughs> I, I'm very, I smoke very, very slow because I, I've always had that in my mind that, you know, if, if you get it too hot, it's going to get acrid. And I hate that. So I, yes, I have a tendency of, you know, I, I'll puff, I'll, I'll get a good, a good draw and I'll, I'll go a minute, minute and a half, maybe. It just, I just don't think about it. It's not like I'm sitting there counting how long I'm waiting, but I just sit back. For me, smoking a cigar is all about relaxation. It's not a race. I'm not trying to sit there and you know hot box a cigar. I'm kicked. Usually, I'm sit back, just kicked back in my chair. I'm relaxing, and I want everything to slow down. So, I have a really maybe it's not a bad habit. It's a habit of just being a very very slow cigar smoker, and that that works for me. And I understand that. So when I, like Bruno saying, that's a conversation we'll have to get into. When when you go to buy a cigar, what is the right cigar for you? Because the, it, 
those sizes do do mean something. They they do make a difference to the cigar, uh, to your experience with the cigar as well as with the cigar flavor. So that's a topic for a future conversation for sure. Now, one of the times that you may find yourself having to smoke a cigar a little faster than you normally would is um, there's something about trying a fresh cigar. You know, normally if I'm somewhere where somebody's rolling a cigar, I'll buy, well, not just two, I buy more than that. But I often like to try and start and smoke one immediately and then, you know, wait six months, a year, smoke another one, let it age another year. So if you're having a fresh cigar, you might, because it's still going to be a little bit wet, because the tobacco is still pretty fresh. So the humidity, and the other thing is, if you find your cigars um, needing to be puffed on constantly, make sure you check your humidity in your humidor. If you yes. keep cigars too wet, they will have a tendency to burn a little bit weird. You'll have to continually relight them. So it's that's something to definitely check is, you know, for the freshness of a cigar, you're going to have to smoke a little faster. And if you've got your uh, humidor a little bit too high, and if you do, you know, that's not the end of the world. If you know that <clears throat> a cigar that you have been smoking, you found that even stored at regular humidity, it's still a little bit too moist for you. You want it to be a little drier. Take it out an hour or two or even yeah. more ahead of time. Yeah. Let it sit. Let it sit and get. Let it just sit at the at room room temperature, room humidity, and get it ready to smoke. I, I've known guys over the years that that have sworn by that. They would take their cigars out of the humidors and just set them on on the counter or on their desks. And th to them, it's letting the cigar breathe. It's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. If you, you keep them a little too moist, yeah, it, it's not gonna it's not gonna break. It, it's not gonna hurt, it, especially here in the, here no. here where we live in, in the Midwest in the summer. Um, <laughs> it's probably more humid out here than it is your than it is your humidor at times but yeah, yeah. definitely it's a, it's a good thought is if, if they are a little wet doesn't hurt to sit them on your desk for an hour let them come up to uh, let them breathe a little bit let the humidity adjust slightly and then go after it and keep in mind where you live too i have a friend that has spent a decent time in vegas and uh, he doesn't normally light up when he's inside the um, gambling and i don't think you can i haven't been there since the 80s but he told me that you know, with the humidity being so low out there, those the cigar will dry out pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so that that's that's that uh, that's that myth. Cigars are, are best in. Or I'm I'm skipping ahead. I'm sorry. Cigars need to be relit frequently. They don't need to be relit frequently. And if they do, maybe it's a problem with your humidity. Um, or you're smoking too slow. Kind of like you're smoking you do. too slow. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get lost in conversation and forget I'm holding a cigar at times. So, yeah, yeah pay, be mindful of that. The cigar is meant to be smoked, not just held. Uh, so we'll move on to our, our next one. And this one is one I have heard. I've had people yeah. say this to me before. Uh, cigars are best enjoyed by inhaling the smoke. <laughs> now, <laughs> yes. If you have ever inhaled your cigar, you you probably had that same laugh Bruno just had because it is not pleasant. It's after you cough up a lung. Yeah. I've known so, one man in my life that inhaled yes, every single uh, cigar yes. he ever smoked. I, I know exactly who, are, who uh, you're referring to there. And yes, not I, that, sure was my what, first, that was my yeah. thought too. I know <laughs> Not sure man, what the inside of his lungs look like, but they can't be good. But no, we, when, when I worked at, at the shop, I've had customers that would say that, that you're supposed to inhale the cigar. And I'm like, have you? That was my first my first thought we go to. Have you ever done that? Because oh I god have. no. And oh, you do I, on accident, and then you yeah, when you do it on accident, and, and yeah, it you you try your best. It, it happens, and you never want it to happen again. 
Uh, now, so I don't know where that that I don't know where this one stems from because it's a very yeah, I, now I there could imagine. be a, the only thing that I can think of that this could have potentially stemmed from is a number of years ago I was um, taught that if you get your mouth full of smoke and you let it roll back on the back of your mouth and attempt to push it through your sinus cavity, which it yep. it takes a little bit of time to get used to doing yep. that. You're going to taste the cigar a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Without you're going to taste it different. Yes. And, you, well, you're, you're referring to a retrohale, correct? Correct. I yeah. don't know the proper term. That, yes, that's the term. Yeah. Um, now, I, I, that, yes, I, I totally... I, I agree there because I do that regularly because it does it, it does affect you get you can pick up different notes on the retrohale than than over your yes. on your palate. Uh, so yeah, that for sure I can see that part of it. But as for inhaling, I, that it's just I, I was no. I don't understand anything about that. Um, no. So so that's that one. Moving on to this next one though, this one you and I had this conversation <laughs> what a couple of weeks ago when yes. we were together. We had this exact conversation. And uh, the myth is Cuban cigars are always superior. Should I just stand back and let you go on this one? <laughs> um, yeah, you can let me go for a little bit because I'm about ready to. <laughs> so as if you've listened to any of the other uh, episode zero or episode one, you know, Adam and I went over what our like Dream Cigar is the one that you could smoke all the time. And mine is the Hoy de Monterey Epicure Number no. 2. And that is a Cuban cigar. And one of the things that I can say without a shred of doubt, or at least the ones that I smoke and the ones I've had, Cuban cigars are probably the least superior as far as consistency, um, quality, I'm not sure. I've talked to a lot of people that have been smoking, that had smoked Cuban cigars through the 70s, 80s, and even into the early 90s, and told me that they used to be, they used to be superior. They used to be a great even smoke. You got the same flavor from beginning to end. <clears throat> I've had, you know, when I worked in the brick and mortar, you know, you'd have that person come in and say, oh man, you know, Cubans are the best, and I would kind of ask, so which ones have you had? Well, I have never had one. And I would nicely inform them that, yes, they have a very unique taste, a taste that I happen to adore, but they are probably the least best quality cigars. They're not consistent. When I smoke my favorite, there's times where it's like, God, this is what I remember, and other times where I'm getting the flavor, but it's just not as consistent and i've had ones that were plugged that i've had to open up and i've had ones that don't burn right i'd say it's probably about you're looking at maybe a 50 50 chance maybe a 60 percent chance it's going to be fine and 40 percent it's not but there are so many other cigars out there that have a great consistent burn they stay consistent from beginning to end. You're not, you know, even the Hoyos that I smoke. Yes, I'm a fast smoker and I understand that. But they um, they get pretty, let's use the right word, strong in strength as you get near the end. Much stronger than they are when you start them. And that's 
I don't think that's abnormal for a cigar. It all depends on the cigar, but I've had many cigars that from the moment I lit it and kind of got it going until I put it down after burning my fingers, that it stayed consistent. The taste was there. It never turned bitter. It's so as far as superior, no, <laughs> sorry, I yeah. cannot support that. Let's get your thoughts on it. No, and that's where you know I I would agree in that in that if there's one thing that that the Cuban cigars like I like you said th- there's that Cuban note that I absolutely love. Oh God, yes. There, I mean, it's you cannot replicate it anywhere outside of Cuba. It just doesn't no. happen. Um, I don't know what's in the soil there, but it's special. Other than that, I mean, quality wise, you know, they're they're hit or miss. And I oftentimes I oftentimes wonder is it. That, that Cuban mystique that they've learned, that the, the Cuban makers have learned that they're going to sell either way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because because here in the States of that, that kind of mystique around them, because they're not so readily available, um, you know, they can skimp on, on QC because they're going to sell. Now, I even... Whoop, I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, I just, I just, just, I, I, was one, I just had one more piece to that, you know. I, I, I have that thought. But then I also I pivot and, and I go to, you know, Cuban cigars are all based on tradition. And would they really at any point decide, hey, we can skip on QC, we can save a few bucks and not QC everything and still make our money? Uh, I, so I, I find myself going back and forth on that because Cuban cigars are, are heavily based in, in their traditions. So I'm not sure, you know, what's changed over the years, but definitely quality. You know, and this is all... Cigars is what I love about it. It's all subjective. Oh you know, yeah. Someone may hear this and say, "Oh, you know, Cuban cigars are always better." And that's uh, fine. For me, and that's fine. You ha- you have your opinion. I I have mine. That's what I love about cigars. It's all subjective. Me personally, I lo- I love Cuban cigars, but I also I am a, a big fan of Nicaraguan cigars. Oh um, yes. I would I would take a Nicaraguan cigar any day, any day of the week and probably take it over some Cubans, um, because I know. With a lot of the the cigars, and this is a broad statement, a lot of the cigars coming out of Cuba, there's a lot of different, or I'm sorry, coming out of Nicaragua, there's a lot of different companies. And yes, there are some that are very prone to the same quality issues, um, but they don't seem to be as as much, I wouldn't say. Or maybe it's just because the cigars I'm buying from Nicaragua aren't priced like a Cuban cigar, and the quality I don't, the quality I can let slide a little bit if I get a, if I get one that maybe the it cracks on me, or you know if it's even plugged. I'm not as hard. I'm not as upset about it if I paid you know eight nine dollars for the cigar. Maybe that's what it is too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? So, you know. But no, Cuban cigars are always superior. No, that not always. No, not at all. The only thing that um, I had always heard, and I did run a test on this, is just like Italy and France, they keep the best wines that they make and they export the rest. And I had heard many, many years ago that depending on what country you're in, because like everything in the world, it's, you know, you're going to have stuff that is a better quality. You know, you buy a nice mower at Home Depot that's going to be half the cost of one if you go to a dealership. The one at the dealership's going to last four times as long, but not everybody can do that. So I had heard that the best quality Cubans were sent to Spain. I'd heard that some time ago. And I went there in 2017, and even though I had enough Hoyos here for me, I bought two or three. Um, I still think I have one left. I just happened to write an S on the <laughs> label, so, you know, so yeah, I knew which you one. You know which one. 
I could not, and I have had, oh God, thousands of these cigars because I've been smoking them so long. I couldn't tell a distinct difference between smoking one that came out of Spain versus other ones. But I have heard that China receives the least superior, but I've had Hoyos in China when I was there many years ago, and it was freaking good. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how much truth there is to that. You know, I do know that with Italy and France, yes, they keep the best wines they make and they export the rest, but I'm not sure about cigars. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, maybe we should start... Um... We start picking up some Cuban cigars from around the world, Bruno. That'll be oh, our, yeah. our mission. We will bring that news to the people. So uh, what part-time <laughs> job are you going to pick up so we can do that? Exactly. Because first exactly. of all, you got to find them, which is pretty much impossible right Ooh, now. And, yes, it is. Yes, I, I have learned cost. that recently. Ooh. Yeah, well. yeah. That's the other part of it. I've learned that recently. So yeah, so we'll move on to to our next, and, and it's kind of surprising, Bruno. We, we had said this, we want to get through through these, and we're we're actually going to do that. So That'll this work. is one that uh, I think is a good conversation point. You know, cigars should be aged indefinitely for the best flavor. You are a person that age. You have no problem aging cigars. No, I do not. I cannot do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people that cannot. I can't. It hits the humidor, and if it if it's in my humidor for a couple of weeks, I am just dying to get in there and get something. So, um, I guarantee I have cigars in my humidor that are close to probably ten years old. Wow. So it, there was a time where I did keep a second humidor where it was my hey, these are things I would like to get some age on, uh, and I was very I, I tried to be very good with that because I wanted to have some aged cigars. I wanted to see what the difference was. And so let's talk about that. There is very much, as you age a cigar, there very much, it very much does change the cigar. Um, now, the one thing that I want to preface is, you know, the cigar, it, it mellows, it, it it calms down. So it, it smooths some of the rough edges on the cigar. When I say rough edges, I don't mean physically. Um, <laughs> I don't mean the cigar is going to get point. smooth. Good <laughs> point. Yeah, I don't mean the cigar is actually, the foot of the cigar is going to get smooth setting in your humidor. No. Some of the rough edges on the, on that may you may find on the palate, um, you know, it, it really smooths it out and brings out some of the nuance in it. It's 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 really nice if you try it. Uh, let a cigar sit for a couple of years. Now, having said that, you can, you you cannot take a three dollar cigar. No. <laughs> throw it in your humidor, let it age for five years, and it's going to smoke like a twenty dollar cigar. No. There, there, you, there reaches a point of diminishing returns, and you can't, you just can't polish a turd at times. No, you cannot. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people who are new to cigar smoking say, "Oh, you know, how long I, can I store a cigar?" And my answer is always indefinitely, as long as you keep the temperature and humidity right. where it needs to be. And I've run plenty of experiments where I've bought cigars. You know, I've been down to Nolens. Uh -huh. And gone in the uh, the cigar factory, which I think is my favorite uh, B and M down there. And I'll buy cigars that have just been rolled, bring them home. I'll light one up, smoke it. I think the best description I can give as far as the difference is a newer cigar. I mean, you can't. Sometimes you can smoke them immediately, but it also depends on who's rolling them and how moist they are. Yeah. New cigars are going to be 
potent. Let's say that. And when I say potent, I, I mean they're going to be strong in flavor. And sometimes people enjoy that. There's nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> it is going to taste different than leaving it sit for a year, leaving it sit for five years. They do mellow without a shred of doubt. And there's been a couple of times I've lit up cigars that I've let age for an extended period of time and, and thought, man, it's mellow too much for me. You know, I liked it when it was a little more potent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll never forget um, when when Bruno and I worked together. We had an event at the shop, and we had the the company that was hosting the event for us came in, and they had a roller come with them. And it was the first time I'd ever had a fresh cigar. And yes, I'll never forget it. It was vastly, vastly different than anything I'd ever experienced, and it was very noticeable the, the difference between the fresh rolled and something that. Even not necessarily aged in the humidor, just we'll say something that's on the shelf, because by the time a cigar hits the shelf, it's got some age on it already. So if you've never tried a fresh rolled cigar, that's a great way to just to to get that experience. Just go anywhere where you can get a, a fresh rolled cigar. And there's definitely a difference. Buy two, smoke one on the spot, take one home with you, throw it in the humidor, let it sit for a while and then go back and revisit. Uh, that, definitely. That's that's. If you've never had a fresh rolled cigar, they're di- they're different. That's not to say they're bad, not to say they're any better, but it's it's definitely a different cigar altogether. I think after a year is when you're actually getting the flavor that the cigar manufacturer wants you to get, because a lot of companies will not even release their cigars for a year. They'll have them rolled, they'll store them for a year, then they'll release them. Yeah, and and. You know, one of the things, you know, Bruno, you and I were talking before we started recording about some some cigars that are coming out that are some limited edition cigars. And, and I'm not going to use the name here because I, I can't quite remember the exact detail I want to get. So I'm going to be throwing some estimates around and I don't want to make this cigar something it's not. So we were talking about uh, a release that's getting ready to hit in the next. It comes out next week. It's a very limited edition cigar from a very large cigar company. One of the tobaccos in this particular cigar, I believe they say is aged like 14 years um prior to being rolled so you know like i said definitely some of this stuff is coming to you by the time it hits your your shelves it's already got some age on it right and speaking of age this i think is a good place to throw this in i'd like to talk about the difference between plume and mold yeah by all means go for it let's do it so there (laughs) i'm confident adam is going to laugh at this because uh, working at the B&M, we worked at every once in a while, I'd have a customer who was normally a little bit newer to it come out and say, um, this cigar's moldy. And I would take a look at it and it would be white. And I would say, well, that's not really mold, but, you know, feel free to <laughs> feel free to leave this one and grab yourself another one. When I was doing that, it was a little selfish of me because that cigar never made it back into the humidor. No. <laughs> so let's go over no. the difference between plume yeah. and mold. So, so 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 right away, let me stop you. And before you get too far into your analysis there, let's start with what is plume. Okay. That's kind of where I was going to go with it. All right. Good. Sorry. <clears throat> I shouldn't stop so, you then. I apologize. <laughs> that's all right. So when you pick a cigar out of a humidor in your house, out of a humidor in a a B&M or you get some through the mail if that's what you're doing and you see something that looks white one of the first things that you want to do is you know take the wrapper off the cigar if it has a wrapper 
and kind of very lightly wipe your finger over the white residue. Now, if that residue comes off, that's what they call plume. And plume is caused by the sugars that are in the wrapper. And plume is actually a sign of correct aging, that the cigar is actually aging correctly. And it's aging in an optimal range. If you get a cigar and you see something that doesn't look right on it, it's, you know, a different color, and you open it up, and you try and wipe it off, and, you know, maybe it comes off a little bit on your finger, but it still stays on the cigar, and it's a little more greenish in color, that's mold. And that's if mold. you're still yeah. not sure, I've always, I've never, knock on wood, had one that has mold on it, but I've been told that it'll pretty much taste like a wet sock. Yes, I've heard that as well. Is you have there will be no doubt in your mind when you light it up, you can taste the mold. Yeah, and yeah, that's not it, good it, for you, anyways. It's not penicillin, no. trust me. <laughs> no, in general, you hit the nail on the head there. The, the easy way to determine is you know if it just brushes off easily, it's plume. You got nothing to worry about. You actually you want to see plume. That means that the cigar is aging properly, um, and a plumed up cigar is a great. It's a great thing to have. Um, they're really, really good. It's just, it's a sign of proper aging. They're nice. Hence why so, I would tell customers, yeah, if you're uncomfortable with this, you go get another <laughs> one. Leave this one with me. I'll put it back. I'll dispose of it for you. Yeah, I'll do, yeah that's the better term. <laughs> I will dispose of it for you in one puff at a time. Well, yes. Yeah. I'll, I will provide that service all day long. No, that's, yeah, that is great. And I think a lot of people, especially new coming in, that is definitely it was a common thing we would see that you know a customer would say hey there's there's mold on these cigars no no that's not mold i promise you uh that's that's a a very good sign right there so So, as somebody as new people coming into cigars just keep that in mind if you see something on your cigars as long as you know i I shouldn't say any of them if it's something you've had for a while you've had in the humidor it's got some age on it you kind of want to see that white kind of just dusty look a good sign that you're doing that you're doing things correctly so adam did you take a look at your i am real quick i know this is a subject that yes it's i think it's worth going over no i agree uh okay yeah let, let's do that let's, we're, we're through the myths um that was our last myth that we wanted to get through so we've got uh one more segment that we want to cover but yeah let's do this we, we can right. cover this one so, and the reason i had asked adam if he wanted to cover it is it's not one of the more pleasant sides of cigars <laughs> no <laughs> no so just like everything that is plant life in this world everything has bugs so yep. in the cigar world they're called cigar beetles they'll eat the leaves of tobacco plants um they are they can be very damaging Two cigars. I've seen yes. where it is actually taken place, and the very the easiest telltale sign if a cigar has cigar beetles is you'll see tiny holes coming through the wrapper of the cigar, and sometimes even through the if they're in cellophane, you'll even see it on that. Yep, <clears throat> they are extremely. They're extremely dangerous to the rest of your cigars. I know a lot of people who will segregate new cigars that they've bought for a brief period or a long period. It depends on the person. 
to make sure that they do not have cigar beetles because, and I've never done this, you know, and maybe I've just gotten lucky over the years. Right. If you put it in, if you put a cigar that has cigar beetles active in there, in your humidor, they'll have a tendency to start eating their way through the rest of the cigars in your yes, humidor. Yes, they'll spread. And yeah. Now, the more, the less um, appealing thing is, are there larvae in some of the cigars that I've smoked? Oh, I'm 100% sure there is. <laughs> 100% sure. But maybe they add flavor. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? And that goes, you know, we could tie that back to, well, how, how can I prevent cigar beetles? And the one thing that I've always heard uh, going way back to when I started smoking cigars was, you know, watch your humidor in the, the, the higher the temperature, the more likelihood for cigar beetles. You don't want that temperature to get too super high because that's a perfect breeding ground for cigar beetles. And if there are larvae in the cigars already, if that temperature is high enough, well, now you're incubating them. Uh, So watch your temperatures in your humidors. Yes. My humidors are in the basement where it's cool. Um, I know one of the things you should never do is have your humidor where it's kind of sitting in direct sunlight because you're not Mm -hmm. only going to fight the humidity. You're going to fight the temperature. I believe there are some cigar companies. I had heard this a while ago, and I, you can say if you've heard it also, that after rolling, they will actually store them in a freezer for a brief period of time because in the last episode, we went out over mm-hmm. the fact that that's damaging to a <laughs> that's cigar. That's how you damage a cigar, yes. <clears throat> Long term, but short term, sometimes they'll put them in a freezer, to, and I, I believe that kills the larvae or it really yep. reduces their activity so i think there are some cigar companies that will do that before they release them because they don't want them as much as we don't want them right yes and, I, and i've heard people do it that will do that same thing Bruno. um some people that that you and i have known through our previous job that when they would get new cigars in they would briefly put them in the freezer uh just to be sure because they had good collections that they were always concerned about um so they would you know, they would come in to to the shop sometimes with a stink face and tell us that they had put cigars in the freezer to protect their other cigars. Uh, so, so just yeah. don't don't do it for long. It no, it's going to dry out your cigar. Yes, and it will. We talked about how a refrigerator and how a freezer works. Right, it removes humidity from the air, which is interesting because I do not know, Adam, if we've gone over this, but we can go over it. How? Can you actually salvage a cigar that has been sucked dry of humidity? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, it is and a I good have, one. I have a story behind that, but I, looking at the time, that may be a, a, a yeah, topic let's put for, it on for, for episode topic. three, because I, I actually have some experience there. When I was young, um, I, I'll give you the teaser. When I was first starting into cigars, um, my dad didn't smoke cigars. He smoked during the boom, but once the boom ended, my dad didn't continue smoking cigars. When I started smoking cigars, he I got him to smoke cigars with me, and he and I would, would enjoy our time together um, just hanging out smoking cigars. So one, this would have been during the winter. I, forget, I don't even know what year this would have been. This was forever ago. Uh, we had a family member that died, that this uncle of mine passed away, and he had a box of cigars that he had kept. Um, and it, was, it was stashed away in a box in an attic in his house. And I was young. And I was at this time, you know, boxes of cigars, even back then, weren't cheap. And so my my dad brought this box of cigars home that had been improperly stored for a very long time. 
Uh, when he brought them home, we did some initial tests. They weren't completely ruined, and we tried a few things to revive them, which that's where I'll leave it. Yep. Uh, I'll leave it right there. We'll pick that back up. So, yeah, we, you know, what can you do to revive a cigar? When is it absolutely just completely ruined? We'll, yeah, we will definitely put that for, yeah, for episode three. Definitely worth some discussion. Yes, for sure. For sure. So we'll put a pin right there. One of the things that we've talked about through episode zero through episode one was that we wanted to talk. We talk a lot of, about cigars and cigar culture, but so far we've not talked about any specific cigars. And that's something that we wanted to get to. Uh, so last week we made a an effort to do that. We I picked up a few cigars, and that's where I'm going to put a put a preface on this, and that the cigars we're going to talk about uh, these were not given to us by anyone. These were purchased um, outright from my local B and M. But so, if you're listening and you want to send us cigars, <laughs> yes, if you would like us to speak about your cigars, we would gladly do that. But no, that's the good thing, Bruno. Is is we don't we're not sponsored. We can say nope. whatever the hell we want about these cigars because that is true. We purchased these, so which is you know which is good and bad. But we'll get to that. So today we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk about the the Room 101. This is not a new cigar, by the way. Before any of you guys listen to this, so that's an old cigar. Yes, it is. This is not a new cigar. <laughs> This is a cigar that I'm going to start right start off with right away. I started smoking this cigar about two years ago. Uh, it has become almost a staple for me because the B&M that I go to keeps it regularly. It's reasonably priced. And so it's something that I've smoked for a couple of years now. Uh, Bruno, have you ever had the cigar before I sent it to you? I had not. So okay. it was an interesting experience. So it was new for Bruno. Okay, good. So so you'll get the, the, the first thoughts on it as well as somebody who smoked it a lot. So the cigar we're talking about today is the Room 101 Doomsayer. Now, this cigar comes in in two facings, the passive and the aggressive. Uh, the cigar that we smoked was the, the passive. Um, I've never had the aggressive. The, the aggressive is the Maduro version of this cigar. Okay. I've never had it. Uh, I've never seen it anywhere. Uh, my local place just carries the passive. It, it, it only comes in one size, a 6x55 Toro. Uh, the passive has an Ecuadorian, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Indonesian binder, Filler from Honduras, Nicaragua, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf, which is kind of cool. Yes, it is. Um, anytime we can see some U.S. tobacco, I was like, that's kind of cool. Um, so, like I said, this is a cigar that I've smoked a lot because it's it, I retail for me is about seven nine about eight dollars. I think it's seven ninety nine. So in my eyes, that's that's a five dollar cigar for me, really, um, <laughs> because they don't make $5 cigars anymore. No, they don't. That's my, you know, that's my, my $8 cigar is now the $5 cigar or $5 cigar is now the $8 cigar, whatever. It, it's a price point where I'm comfortable. It's like, you know, I'll buy a handful of these and not even worry about it. Um, I, I've started, I took it, I've given this to my dad and it's become one of my dad's favorite cigars. Um, so, you know, so there, you can tell where I'm going with what I'm going to say about this cigar. <laughs> Yeah, uh, because I, I like it. I smoke it. A, I smoke it a lot. It is almost my my go to anymore, um, just because it's it's relatively inexpensive and I really enjoy it. Which I'll get into that more. But Bruno, I'll, I'll pass to you because you never had this cigar. So what was I had your, never your had kind of initial your kind of initial thoughts on it. So um, fifty five, which is the ring size, is a yep. little larger than I like, but it wasn't too large where I felt like I could not smoke it. Um. It lit very well. I would say body-wise, for me, it was a mild, at times kind of a medium, but I found it to be a mild cigar. It had great notes to it. Yes. Now, one of the things you guys are going to learn about me if you continue to listen to this is 
I have a really bad sense of smell, so <laughs> my sense of taste is not as refined as others. I, and to give you just an example of my sense of smell, we could be passing by a dead skunk with people in the car actually vomiting, and I'm sitting there saying, I smell nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> but this cigar, I really enjoyed it. It was, to me, a mild to medium. It was a great burn. It stayed yes. consistent from beginning yes. to end, both in burn and in the body. It never very got sour good. on me. It never, in as you know from us talking, I smoke fast. So sometimes it's my own doing that actually has me say, well, that cigar was kind of got kind of rough at the end. Well, that's because you smoke it at 4,000 miles an hour. <laughs> but this cigar, even for somebody who smokes fast, burned really well it stayed consistent in body and flavor which is kind of the same thing and it was like that until i pretty much burned my fingers putting it out so i really really enjoyed this cigar good I, i'm glad you enjoyed it because like i said for me it is become it's almost it's my regular it's kind of my go-to uh just because there's a, a store that's relatively close to my house i can run into um, they don't have a huge humidor, so the selection, it's not bad. It's better than, than other places. It's not an actual cigar shop, actually. It's a liquor store that has a walk-in humidor. Um, so the selection isn't overly great, and it was one that I happened to find one day, and at the time, when I first saw it, didn't know anything about it. I just liked the name. I was like, oh, Doomsayer, that sounds pretty cool. One thing I really like about this cigar, by the way, is the feel in my hand. The feel in the hand feels, it, it's it's a really just solid-feeling cigar. I don't, and I've never felt like it's going to, it never, it, there are some cigars I hold that feel fragile almost. I would agree with what you just said. It felt substantial. It, yes, I was exactly. not afraid to dive into it and smoke it. Yes. And so I, I like that, that. It feels just really good in the hand. Construction has always been good. I've never had a bad one so far. Uh, knock on wood. Um, yeah. Construction has always been top notch. And, and I, I want to say that's really indicative of Room 101. Some of the, the Room 101s we smoked in the past. Um, the Payback was an awesome $5 cigar. Oh, yeah. The, was it the the Namakubi? Was that the... I believe the Namakubi was the... Um, it was the one that... It, I believe they came in boxes of tin with an outer like paper. like They were in like a paper wrap tube. I kind of remember those. Uh, they were like a Perfecto, almost. Okay. Uh, the Namakubi was always really good. So... Um, yeah, Room 101 uh, is is a brand I, I really like. And this cigar, like I said, to me, it, it, it's it, I think it's great. The notes I got from it, very woodsy. Yeah, I would um, definitely. I at least woodsy. tasted that. Yeah, some, some something reminded me of like cedar, maybe a little bit of spice, and that's probably from the cedar. Uh, so I had woodsy in like a medium roast coffee, which which I love coffee. So I'm like, yeah, all right, great, let's go. Uh, and then I get, like I said, a little bit of spice, which I attributed to, to maybe the, the cedar or the the um, the Habana wrapper on there. The Habana wrapper is always going to give you some spice. So for me, it, it's it's a nice, it, I, I say medium bodied cigar. There's a lot of a lot of flavor, not a lot of complex flavor, but there's there's you know, you've got some woodsy, you've got some some coffee, you've got a little bit of spice to it. Um, so for me, it's 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 a nice medium bodied. There's there's some nice flavors not a ton of complexity and what i really like about it is it is very consistent uh from start to back the you get some some of the the woodsiness kind of fades toward the second third in there um but it doesn't change a lot so if you're looking for a cigar that's just going to change crazy on you that's this isn't this isn't the one if you're looking for a consistent just 
from start to finish, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get woodsiness. You're going to get spice. You're going to get some some coffee in there. Uh, this is it. It's a good medium body. Strength-wise, you know, when I started, I, I was taking some... Actually, I had one this afternoon uh, because I knew we were going to talk about it today. I was like, you know what? Let me revisit because I've been... As we've been leading up to this, I've just been relying on... I smoke these pretty regularly. Right. Um, so I had one this afternoon, and so I was really conscious, made some notes. And when I first started, I was like, oh, it's a good medium. As I got into the last third, it went maybe medium plus. Not quite full, but it definitely picked up a little bit in the last third. Um, just enough to, to kind of poke its head out and say, hey, I'm here. Uh, and I was like, all right, great. Yeah, medium plus, so not quite full. And it, it comes in under $10. So... If you guys see them out there, the the Room 101 Doomsayer, the passive version, it doesn't say passive on the band. Um, it says passive on the the box. I wish they didn't come in boxes of 50 because I would probably buy a box. Oh wow, okay. Uh, but yeah, they only come in boxes of 50. The aggressive is the darker of the two. The passive has the Habano wrapper, so it's it's a nice just natural kind of Habano color. Um, the the aggressive version is is a Maduro wrapper, so it's much darker. So that's how you can tell the two apart. If you look at the band. The band doesn't say anything about passive or aggressive, but we had the passive and, you know, I'm a fan. Sounds like Bruno liked it. So I did if you, very much. So that's awesome. So if you guys, you know, if you guys see it, it's definitely worth picking up. It's, yes. it's under 10 bucks. It's a quality cigar. So that's our, our quick. And that's how I want to do these. We're, we're not going to go. We're not going to deep dive. These are going to be quick reviews. So just kind of, hey, did you like it? Yep. What would you think? Cool. All right. Good. Yes. No. We're good. <laughs> it is one that is a new cigar smoker. I think a new cigar smoker would be OK with it. I really do. I, and, and I can tell you that is that is true. Uh, I had I've told you I don't know if I told you on air. I've never, I know I've told you off air. My son uh, has just started smoking cigars in the last uh, what six months maybe. And one of the first cigars he had with me was the Doom, the Doomsayer, and he was good up until the last third. And he was smoking on an empty stomach. Oh uh, yeah, I told, that's not, I told him not to do that. But he didn't <laughs> listen to me. And the last third did creep in and get him a little bit, but not bad. Right. So it is definitely something that as a new cigar smoker you could pick it up and just. Be mindful. Don't uh, don't go in on an empty stomach. I would say. So that's the room 101. So with these, we've got the room 101. We've we've had another one already that we're going to talk about on the next episode. Uh, and then as we go to close here, we're coming up on time. I saw your I see your messages, Bruno. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start wrapping it up here. Uh, I, I just I want to say that I'm really excited. Uh, as I mentioned early on at the beginning of the podcast, you know, social media, we've, we've been talking with some people and getting some feedback. We we have our our first guest lined up. I'm not going to jinx it yet until we get confirmation <laughs> on a date and we get everything set in stone. Um, we do have our first guest. Uh, I, I don't want to give too much away. Our guest owns a, a, a boutique cigar company. Um, I'm not going to give the name of the company just yet because, I, like I said, I, I do not want to jinx this. No, I'm, let's, yeah, I'm let's... excited about our first guest, and I want it to go smoothly. So yes. once we have everything hammered down, but just everybody know, we do have a get our first guest lined up, and we are tr- we're we're bringing in people from the industry that that uh, we think you guys might be interested in, or you know, brands that we enjoy or brands that we like. Uh, we're trying to find interesting people. We're, we're, this isn't just somebody we want to come on and do a sales pitch. Um, this is somebody we want to come on that can that can really talk some cigars and and have a good conversation. So. Definitely, we, we've we've already made that connection. We've got it. We've got a a confirmation in that they said they would do it. Now we just got to hammer down the date and get everything put in place. So once we have that date put together and we know for sure it's going to happen, that's when we'll make the announcement. So be looking out for that. Um, this will wrap up. We're coming to the end of episode two. Thank you guys for checking out another episode of the Cigar Bench Podcast. Please keep checking us out. You know, if you've got any feedback, yes, please contact at the cigar yes. at the cigar match podcast.com. 
let us know. Hit us on, on Twitter. Hit us on Instagram, wherever. Check out the website. I'll put a contact form on the website as well to make it easy for you. Let us know um, if you like, don't like, if we're yes, doing something that it, annoys it, you, doesn't annoy exactly. you. Exactly. We can't fix it if we don't know. So please, we, we value your feedback a lot. Oh, and um, guess what? What's that? What is this coming June ah. 18th? Yes, yes. <laughs> one last note in here. We'll make this a quick one. Um, Father's Day, June 18th. Um, I know a lot of people go to the cigar shops, and that's what they get their their fathers for Father's Day. Uh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that as well. A quick word of advice. If you do that, please, please, please don't go to the cigar shop and ask for Cuban cigars. Yes, uh, please don't. Unless, if you live in the U.S., don't do that. If you're outside the U.S., by all means, go for it. But here in the U.S., please don't do that. Um, I'm sure every B&M around the U.S. right now has probably got some nice gift packs for Father's Day. And I, if my kids came to me with, with one of these gift packs for Father's Day, I would be more than happy. Yes. Uh, I would be very nice. Other, other, other ideas, maybe you don't want to get them cigars. Zycar Cutter, can't go wrong. No, you cannot. Uh, new Lighter. Uh, one of the things I have in my shopping cart actually right now that I'm hoping my wife sees and picks up for me um, is a, I is the big stinky ashtray. I love the big stinky. <laughs> I need one. So there's a number of things. Hit your local B and M's. The B and M's know what father they know Father's Day is coming up. They are prepared. Yes, they are. Uh, hit hit your local shop. Pick up some cool cigar stuff for uh, for your dads. So yeah, I think that's where we'll wrap, Bruno. This is episode, the official episode two. I keep wanting to say three because cool. we've done three, but episode two, this is it. We're wrapping right here. Thank you guys so much for yes, hanging out with us for another you. episode. And remember, bi-weekly, so we'll talk to you guys in about two weeks. Yes, looking forward right. to it. All right, guys, have a good one. Smoke a lot of good cigars, and we'll yes. talk later. Smoke many. See ya. Bye.